Welcome to Drink the Coffee, Do the Work, the weekly podcast that highlights focus-driven creatives and entrepreneurs in your community. Today, we're joined by Jeff Gadway from Galvanize. We are here with part two of two. We're so excited to share this with you. Today, we really get into the nitty gritty with Jeff. Uh, We hear a lot of really awesome stories. I'm sure you enjoyed last week's episode, but today's going to be exceptional as well. Let's get into it. When you're working for yourself, and, and you talked about this in a previous podcast, you know, the, the the challenge of like, you come home, you're on your laptops, you stop for a quick bite, you're back on your laptops. You know, Liz and I have to be very deliberate and intentional about making sure we don't fall into that trap. And so we do try to plan, um, kind of like what you were talking about with Kelly, Tim. Like we try to plan dates, right? Yeah. Whether it's on the weekend or even, you know, we, we've said a couple mornings a week, we're going to block out you know, eight to 10 in the morning and get up and have a coffee together and do a meditation together or do a dog walk together so that we're structuring that time and using that flexibility to our advantage as opposed to just using it to work. And that's when Heidi and I started Galvanize, part of what we wanted to do was create a business where people could have that flexibility. And most of the people that work with us now are parents, who want to be at home for bus pickup or bus drop off, yes. who want to be able to go to the soccer game, who don't want to have to commute to the city every day. And yeah. so part of what is so appealing from a staffing perspective for us is that flexibility. And if we were to ever lose that, that would be, I think, a step in the wrong direction for our mm-hmm. business. So it's sure. all about like understanding what your values are, what your principles are, and sticking to those and using those as a, as a rudder to guide all your decision making in your business yeah absolutely yeah it's really if you plan the lifestyle like that idea of lifestyle design first right that Heidi wants to be able to take her kids to school she wants to be able to pick them up if that is ingrained in your own values then you can decide okay do we bring on employees do we have contracted workers whatever it totally shapes how you scale as well too it shapes every single decision you make yeah if you go back to well taco tuesday is super important to me <laughs> so and i'm not i am not joking i have actually planned taco tuesday? my my work week around taco tuesdays okay. because i love going to ethel's <laughs> In the summer, sitting on the patio and running into people I wouldn't see throughout the week otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's where you were married officially, right? So. I did get officially married at Ethel's. Speaking of marriage. <laughs> yes. Speaking you, of marriage. You took your philosophy for, um, I guess, just drinking the coffee doing the work, which we're going to get to. I want to know your overall philosophy for, for um, how you get things done. Sure. But you, you applied that to planning a wedding in seven days, nine days? I think it was like seven or nine days. It's, Good grief. Yeah. Okay. Well, how did you get that? accomplished what 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 were the steps there yeah so liz and i have been together for 12 years now we were engaged for three or four yeah and i think we were both so busy with building our businesses and other priorities that planning a wedding was never really something that was super high on our priority list because we already owned a house together yeah we were were together you had doggies we had doggies yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and then last fall um our first dog got really sick and prognosis was not good we knew that the illness was terminal we didn't know how long we had with her and it was actually Lindsay who said to Liz one day something to the effect of um you know have you ever have you ever thought about getting married and Carmen not being there right and I think that really gave us both a big wake-up call to say hey you know we don't know how long we're going to have with with Carmen and she's such an important part of our family we need to make sure that we get married and she's a big part of it so 
you know, turns out. So I forced a marriage to happen. (laughs) So so Lindsay forced a marriage. (laughs) I force friendships on people and I force marriages on people. Yes, you you do. Liz and I both really believe that that things happen for a purpose, right? Yeah. And so we kind of think maybe the circumstances with Carmen happened to encourage us to accelerate our timeline a little bit, right? This was Carmen's way of being like, get your shit together, mom yeah, and dad. Exactly. Like, let's get married. Exactly. We've said that. And and so, you know, we looked at the calendar and seven days in the future, I had already booked us a little staycation in Prince Edward County. I'd rented this really cool, like 15 acre farm with like an old uh, 1900s farmhouse. It that was had been the coolest place ever. So we're like, what do you think the chances are that we can pull a wedding off and use this Airbnb as a venue. So, you know, we we made a couple calls to our family. That was the first thing we did. We're like, hey Who's mom, available? hey dad. Yeah, yeah. make sure you, mom and yeah. dad are available. But, but once we got our families on board and then the the only other long pull was like, pictures are important to us. Right. So yep. it turns out the only weekend Lindsay wasn't shooting a wedding last fall was this one day and she agreed to to help us out and we're yeah. like okay we've got the two things that are most important to us um three things our dogs uh, a good photographer who understands us and, and who's friends with us and family um yeah. family yeah everything else doesn't matter right um there were some really close friends of both uh, liz and i who weren't available but we're like you know what i'm sorry ruthless prioritization right um we said you know we don't care about flowers we don't care about dj we're gonna like put a playlist on our iphone yep um we were gonna order pizza uh someone someone in the family (laughs) was like hey you got to do something a little bit more than pizza so we were like (laughs) okay um you want that that. to happen feel free yeah Yeah. um we'd welcome your your help with organizing that and so they did right because that was important to them it wasn't as important to us right so i guess the the lesson what was important to you was that there were like four cases of champagne at your wedding (laughs) there was a lot of champagne (laughs) jesus christ a lot of champagne pizza and bubbly (laughs) but i think you know when i think about that in terms of like what it taught me about running the business it's like ruthless prioritization um understanding your own personal values and what's important to you and, mm. and using those again to like make your decisions. Um, and you know, just, just kind of getting shit done. Right. Like we had gone, started down a path a couple times of like planning a destination wedding. And, you know, we'd met with wedding planners in, in the Bahamas and like all this other stuff. And, you know, it just was like, once we had a, a set timeline, it, it forced us to just make it happen. Right. Yeah. So I think what it's, it's how it's trickled into my business is kind of like, okay, you know, set timelines as forcing functions to get things done and just out the door so that people can react to something, respond to something, as opposed to what I used to do at Blackberry, which was like toil all night <laughs> to try to get something perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's going to have feedback anyways. So yes. why not get the first Rev the draft out the door out. Just get that ten percent faster, done, right? exactly, so yeah. that you can yeah. you can speed up your iteration cycles. Um, and with the wedding, it was kind of like, okay, well, you know, here are the things that matter to us, mm-hmm. so let's just make those happen. Yeah, and uh, it was great. I and honestly tell people all the time. Usually, it's in their last two months of wedding planning. I tell them, if you stop planning right now, your wedding would be perfect. Yeah. yeah. If you stopped everything that you're doing. What's the last things that have to be done? Your seating chart, getting place 
settings right no one cares about those Doesn't things matter. really right and not i shouldn't say no one but well, like but like those things in the grand scale of things don't really matter do you have a place to get married do you have somebody to make you sign the paperwork legally and do you have a photographer and do, yeah do you have a photographer uh, <laughs> but are your family and friends gonna yeah, be there yeah if you stop planning right at this moment you would be good you could easily taylor and i said we could plan our wedding in three weeks like we dragged totally. it out just for funsies but like <laughs> you could totally plan a wedding you did it in seven days yeah. and when the priority is the end game you can make that happen on any kind of timeline yeah. truly if you give yourself something that maybe could have happen in six months and seven days that means you're pulling friends in you're asking for more help you're seeing what matters and what doesn't matter you're putting this in column yes absolutely we need it or maybe we don't care that can happen or it doesn't happen cut the fat right like the morning of your wedding you guys you and Liz went off on your own, had time together, went and picked up a bouquet from a florist in town. Like Got McDonald's guys, fries. Yeah, he got <laughs> McDonald's fries. You guys had, the priority was for you two yeah. to have an amazing day together, right? Yeah, Which 100%. I think is probably part of the reason why a traditional wedding didn't really appeal to you guys because that wouldn't have been as much about you. We, it would yeah, have been we, about everything else around the wedding. That's right. I mean, when we reflect and we just celebrated our, our one year anniversary and, and so anniversary. thank you. We, we, we sat down and we, we looked at all of our photos again and we were kind of reflecting on the day and we were like, at the end of the day, this wedding was very us. Like it felt like us. Yeah. And that's what mattered to us. Right. And, and as I sit here and think about this a little bit more in the context of the drink, the coffee, do the work, you know, for, entrepreneurs and creatives if we had spent a year or a year and a half whatever the traditional wedding planning cycle is focusing on a wedding think of how much mental overhead oh. that actually adds oh, right a lot yeah like that's time that you could be working on your business that you could be focusing on your relationship focusing on your friendships um and for us we just didn't have any of that right yeah. we we spent you know a, a, a bunch of time like a short sprint getting it done but it also meant that there was like very little conflict, very little tension, and we just focused on. There's not enough room for family no, to have right. opinions. You're exactly. like, there will be no opinions. Well, we have six days us. left. Yeah. yeah, even between us. Like, you want food? Get it. Yeah. 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 You don't want to do pizza? Okay, have at it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, honestly, I would if I were to do it all over again, I, I'd do it the exact same way, and and you know maybe including another. Including me staying at your Airbnb <laughs> with you the oh, day God. before you got married. <laughs> Yeah, we woke up together, had a morning coffee together. I snuggled with Carmen. But that made it really special. Like some of my favorite photos from that whole weekend are those morning photos where it was just Liz and I and the dogs, right? Um, People should invite me into their wedding morning (laughs) just when they wake up out of bed together, had their morning coffee. I really should be there for all of that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm so grateful for it. And, and, uh, I'm going to always look back with, you know, fond memories for, because there's a good story to it too, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It was the most beautiful day. Yeah. Yeah. Much like today. <laughs> <laughs> so to bring it back, maybe a takeaway for our listeners. Sure. Ruthless prioritization, um, setting a deadline based around that. So having, having a goal or a goal post in mind and hitting that mark, what's maybe a third or fourth? You yeah. Can tell us what it. you told us. I think the other one is having a strong sense of values. Okay. Right. Um, it definitely it definitely played out in our wedding, but I'll, I'll put it in the context of, of Galvanize too. Okay. You know, when, when Heidi and I were sitting around her her kitchen table, kind of coming up with Galvanize, we, we started with, you know, what are the values that we hold dear, right? Um, and we've always used those as a rudder to, to steer the ship, like a, a, um, 
a North Star to, to guide us in our decisions. And, and a few of them were, you know, we want to work with, with talented, you know, A-plus people. Uh, and so we've, we've really been discerning with who we bring into the team. Another one is uh, a no asshole client policy. Nice. Right? Totally. And Very important. that's actually been really helpful because when we're evaluating new business, you know, we look at, you know, is this an interesting problem? Is it a, a challenging piece of business that our team is going to take pride and, and get fulfillment out of? And then we talk about the people and we say, are these people we want to work with, right? Because we want to be fully engaged and pour our, our heart and our soul and our energy into this piece of business, but we want to work with people that we feel have strong values, good print, good principles. Um, and so we've turned down business on account of thinking that these are not good people. Not a good and, fit. Yeah. And we've also fired business when we felt like, you know, there isn't a strong sense of, of values or cultural alignment. And that's really hard to do, especially when you're starting out to turn down money. Right. Yeah. I know Marshall talked about this in his in his episode too, but like having um having to have a conversation with a client that's like, you know what? Um we've we've kind of reevaluated some of our business priorities and we're going to have to part ways at this time is really hard to do, right? It's easy in concept to do, but it's really hard to do. And I'm really glad that we've been able to do that because not only have we felt good about the decision, but it also shows our team that we're sticking up for them. Yeah. When we're able to go back to our team and say, listen, um, you know, we know we've we've been having challenges with client XYZ. We fixed it. Um, yeah. And you know, we've, <laughs> yeah, we've, that for you. we've yeah. done this. Um, for for us, right? And it the must make the them feel like, oh, these guys are on my side. That's because, right. Like, I'm sure we've all had jobs where our bosses said, well, you just get the work done because essentially they're my client. Yeah. So that means they're your client too. Yeah. yeah. Like, cool. Well, I'm the one that has to deal with them every single yeah, day. Yeah. They put a they put a pole in you and use you like a mop. Yeah. Really. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's cool. Yeah, I never and like. And that's not a way to make those people want to do good work Not for you either. Right. They're like, that's we're right. just going to deliver this garbage work because this <laughs> client doesn't care at all yeah. anyways. Yeah. They're going to come back at me with 50 revisions just to prove their own value in their company. So yeah. that's probably what I'm seeing a lot of your team would have to deal with. So if Absolutely. you can cut them out, a lot of the time when we are saying no to business, what you're actually doing is making room for better business, That's right? right? Yes. And it's hard to see it when you're seeing your invoices dwindling, dwindling, sure. right? But if you can see it as an opportunity, anytime I've ever turned down a client, something new comes along, it, right? Something good always comes along. Absolutely. And anytime I've ever said yes to a client that had red flags, something really good comes yeah. along the next day. And I'm like, cool, cool, cool. But cool. it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's, that's a hard muscle to build because you never know when that next piece of business is going to come along. And especially, you know, when people are, uh, anticipating, uh, an economic contraction in the coming mm -hmm. months, maybe, right? The, the recession word that we don't want to use. Yeah. Um, you know, and our business has never been through a period like that. You know, it's, it's tempting to say yes to a lot of things so that you can feel more comfortable and feel more stable. But, you know, I, th I think that being very intentional about what business you take on based on whether you think you're going to be able to do your best work, um, whether these people are people you want to work with, whether, you're going to wake up every morning regretting working on that project. Yeah. Um, it's all about protecting your energy, right? And and optimizing for like net positive energy. Something that I've always tried to keep in mind is that, you know, if you as you go through your day, you're going to have tasks that are going to give you energy and tasks that are going to drain your energy. 
And if you can take inventory of what those different things are, like for me, um, working on kind of creative like campaign ideas or like messaging strategy or things like that, those all like feed my energy. Um, administrative stuff drains my energy, right? Like I'm oh, not yeah. like that kind of person, right? Right. Um, now, when you run a business with somebody else, there's going to be those administrative things, but you can optimize your business so that you have a net like positive energy. Yes. Right? And if you yeah. find yourself in a situation where your, your, your energy drains are, are higher than your energy gains, then you need to change something, right? Yeah. It's an indication that you need to, to make a change in your business. And, and, um, you know, I think this is something else I wanted to talk about. It's like a big problem. I think a lot of entrepreneurs face and, and tell me if you guys agree with this is that you get caught working in the business and you don't have time working on the business totally. That's right. and not on the, the Taylor Jackson talking on a cell phone yeah. kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but rather, you know, like I find with us, we are so focused on trying to like deliver value for our clients and just get shit done. That's one of the, our value props is like, we're just going to help you get shit done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That it's really hard to slow down and work on the business. Like how, how you can you take that it? next step. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was talking to a friend of mine last week who, who has a very successful business that he just exited for, a lot of money and uh he's is like he single uh no <laughs> wait, we have friends <laughs> we, have, we have friends i was like wait that's not me, not me. Not, never me, not yeah. me. but we were talking about this and i was like yeah we just had a two-day planning off-site for galvanize where we we slowed down and and talked about how we take the next step and he's like yeah i've always believed you got to slow down to go fast right and it's something that's really really hard to do you know whether you're shooting weddings or you're mm -hmm. you're producing videos you're like i got to book the next job i got to do the thing and you need you need the time to breathe let your business let your business breathe and figure out how to take that next step um, my business expands every single year in november because november is the time that i either have less I like I either have less weddings going on or I have this year I actually took all of November off entirely. I mean, I'm shooting sessions but not weddings. And I did that intentionally because I need creative space, mm. especially as an actual creative, which you are, but like you know, bankers whatever, they still need time to breathe as well. But if you're requiring on that creative or relying on that creative muscle to be functioning for you, there's no way for that to happen when you're in the weeds. Zero, zero, zero way for that to happen. And for my business to grow, for me to come up with new ideas, for me to figure out how I'm going to serve my clients better, for me to figure out how I'm going to either, whether it's book more weddings or go into the next phase of starting photography education or right, whatever right. the next step is for me. I cannot do that in July. Yeah. And that's fine. And I know that. I know that there are seasons to my business. But for people that don't have seasons like yours, you know, planning an offsite, planning a time where it's just sort of a silent getaway, whatever. Yeah. I read a really good article actually about boredom and how um, kids' brains aren't developing like ours did at, at the same age because we had to be bored. Like how many times as a kid did you go up to your parents and say, I'm bored? Right. And they'd be like, go find something to do then. Yeah. And if it was... In my household, we were only allowed a half an hour of TV every day. So there was no screen time. <laughs> Screens other than the TV didn't exist. 
you had to create something. You created yeah. your own playtime, whether you were running, you were riding your bike, you were creating a fun game for yourselves, you were drawing hopscotch, whatever it was, your brain is forced to create. I think you're absolutely right. I never thought about it quite like that, but I've seen a lot of articles and stuff about, you know, what are the, the these are so cliche, right? But what are the best practices of the most successful people? Right. And something that has always stuck with me, and I'm trying to make space for this as much as I can. If you look at people like Warren Buffett and Bill Gates and, and others, and maybe, you know, you could say they have the, the luxury of this because they're very wealthy, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, you know, you look at what they've been doing for years and they make time to just think and read yes. and, and, and not over schedule their day and they yeah. leave time for, for that creativity. Yeah. The, the high level thinking, like what are the big problems that, that we need to solve or, or need to create giving yourself time to be creative. Right. Yeah. And just allowing it to, to kind of, percolate right yeah like for tim that's his church for me that's my meditation i have to schedule it in otherwise it wouldn't happen right but in those times right after i meditate i sit and journal for a little bit Mm -hmm. um i'm trying to force myself to read a book which has been a really weird challenge real tough because the second your phone lights up you're like what's up phone (laughs) right like there are those things pulling at us to not be bored yeah reading to me is not boring but it does work a different part of your brain yeah but when we were starting Galvanize and I'd quit my job and I no longer had a regular paycheck coming in, um, while I had de-risked the business somewhat, there were some months where, you know, we had some slow paying clients and part of the the principle we've built our business on is we want to pay our consultants fast, right? Because if we pay them fast within, you know, 48 or 72 hours of them invoicing us, they're going to want to do our work first. Right. And, um, so we want to pay our consultants fast. So we end up, you know, kind of floating a little bit because our clients pay us on 30 or 60 day payment terms and our consultants, we pay them fast. So, so Heidi and I ended up holding the bag for a little while. And there've been a few months, you know, especially early on where, um, you know, we're waiting to pay ourselves. Bag's getting heavy. The bag's getting heavy. Bag's getting real heavy. Work just gotta get paid. <laughs> and, and so, yeah. So, you know, go from like you know having a a, a really good job that's like you know paying me pretty well yep. and and structure benefits yep. and all this. Stuff. You didn't have to pay anyone, right? Didn't have to pay. Yeah. yeah. So so you know uh, you know I, I like the coffee, and so I'm like stealing milk from Starbucks. <laughs> I go in there in the morning, right? And 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 I. Liz and I would have would have vias at home, right? okay. little instant via packs. Yeah. So I'd go into Starbucks and I'd you know buy like a tall americano for whatever, and then I'd be like, hey, can I just get like an extra venti cup? Um, they're like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then I'd fill the venti cup with like milk or cream or whatever, <laughs> okay. and take it home so that I could make my coffees at home, right? Yeah. Or you know having having Liz cut my hair, right? Like I'd always been so somebody funny. who'd gone to salons and like got my hair. You're did. bougie. Yeah. Um, and then I'm like, hey, Liz, can you just like, you know, like take the clippers and like buzz me down to <laughs> a number a three, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's one of those things where like I joke about it now, but there were some uncomfortable periods, right? Or yeah. like paying my mortgage on my line of credit or things like that. Yeah. Like, and I don't say that like as a badge of honor, but um, having gone through those those things and learning how to sell, I think that's a, a, a lesson that everybody needs to have right having been a marketer i supported a lot of salespeople, mm-hmm. and you think you know what it's like to have to sell but only until 
your ability to put food on the table is tied to your ability to communicate your value and ask for money, do you really understand and appreciate the need to sell, right? Whether you're a photographer or you're running um, a a, a plant business or- Same thing I said to Robin, right? The money will come. When the money has to come, the money will come, Yeah, yeah. right? You know, something I think I get asked a lot by entrepreneurs or, or business owners, like, how much should I charge, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm sure that happens all the time. And and yes, there's a certain amount of like, you need to pick a segmentation. Um, are you going to be the low-cost photographer? Or are you going to be the high-end photographer? And yeah. if you're going to be the high-end photographer, you need fewer deals to make the same amount as if you were the low-end photographer. But I think ultimately, you just need to try things, right? Yeah. And And I've seen a lot of, small business owners struggle because they're they want to get it right the first time and what i've learned is you're never going to get it right the first time you need to just put something out there that the market can respond to and if they don't bite then maybe you're priced too high or you're you're positioned wrong if they do bite then you know what the next time you should try charging a little bit more and charging a little bit more and charging a little bit more until you find the point of resistance where you know, you can kind You're of... You're not booking every single job. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can lock in there for a little bit and then try to push it more and more and more. Yeah. And it's not about taking advantage of your clients. No. It's, it, that's not what I'm saying. Like, you still need to deliver Provide good value, value yeah. for mm-hmm. that cost. But I think what I now coach when I'm mentoring, like, small businesses, I'm like, what do you think you're worth? And they're like, X. I'm like, double it, right? And just put that out there into mm-hmm. the world because... I think we routinely all have a habit of undervaluing our our services um, because we're too close to it. And also undervaluing how much it actually costs you to do that work, right? Because we're thinking of the lowest common denominator, the lowest amount that I need to exist, but that's not really real when you're paying people and when when you're talking about a year-round sustainable company you're not just looking at your minimum hourly amount that you need to make. You're talking about running a business like a business and not like a side hustle anymore, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. But I think that's that's a big takeaway for a lot of entrepreneurs. It's learn how to sell, right? And the only way you're going to do it is by going and doing it, right? You can read all the books on sales you want, um, but learn how to how to sell and then just have faith in your own value and and don't don't be afraid to push the boundaries of what you think you're worth, right? And you'll be surprised if you're delivering a good product and you are putting kind of your your principles and your purpose ahead of your product. Because at the end of the day, as creatives, our product can be knocked off pretty easily. We're uh, a marketing consulting business, so we we provide strategy and we help people execute the tactics, right? There are lots of agencies out there um, from big worldwide global agency networks to small local agencies, they will all give you some form of strategy and some form of tactics. And, yeah. um, and, and yes, some are going to be better than others. Right. Um, but I think what really helps us win business is, you know, our, our purpose and our principles, right? Our story, what we believe in at the end of the day, people are going to buy from, um, people who believe what they believe. Yeah. So, you know, we've got a really clear kind of story and, and, and purpose around, um, you know, having 
worked with the big agencies before not having felt like having felt like they don't really care about us, that it's transactional, um, that, you know, it's kind of a bait and switch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're in it with you. We're an extension of your team. Yeah. Don't think of us as an agency. Think of us as part of your team. Yeah. Right. And then we, we deliver on that promise in how we work. And that's why people choose to work with us mm-hmm. and why they continue to work with us. And that's the value that we're able to go and charge for. Where can people find your business, find out more about what you do, what services you provide? Where are sure. you guys? Um, so I'm on the Instagram, although I don't do it particularly well. I, <laughs> I feel like as a marketer, I'm like, you know, the cobbler and the cobbler's children who have the, the worst shoes. Worst shoes. Yeah. <laughs> we don't make enough time to like market ourselves particularly well, but okay. uh, I, I do have an Instagram account. It's mostly my dogs. It's okay. at Gadway. Um, I think... You know, our, our website has some information on our products, which is galvanizeworldwide.com. Great. And uh, I try to keep up it, uh, LinkedIn as much as possible and, okay. and share some of my personal experiences in entrepreneurship on LinkedIn. So you can check me out there too. Um, awesome. You're at Jeff Gadway. Oh, I'm at Jeff Gadway. Yeah. <laughs> Did I lose at Gadway? I thought I was before, and I don't know what happened. Then yeah. I got locked out. I don't know what happened to that. I think we did that. We talked about this before, but you're at Jeff Gadway. I'm yeah. so good on Instagram. I don't <laughs> even know what my own handle is. Thank you, Lindsay. Thanks for joining us. It's been spectacular. Spe- spectacular. Spectacular. It's been spectacular. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us in your ears. We release a new episode every Tuesday on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram for episode updates at drink the coffee, do the work.